Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. This is 224. Julian Perrier, the owner of PRMX, is uh, going to tell us how he does it, what he's doing, what's going on, the, the finances behind a team, and the issues he has, and all of that from, a, from a, a, a privateer team standpoint. Looking forward to talking to Julian. Good guy, friendly dude, fellow Canadian too. So thank you to the folks at FXR Racing for coming on board this podcast, whether it's uh, Garrett Marchbanks, uh, uh, Jeremy Martin, Brock Tickle's in it, uh, testing for Kawasaki. I mean, a lot of guys running FXR Racing. Uh, they have it covered. Pulpamex30 is the code to save with FXRRacing.com. They make casual wear. They make mountain bike stuff. If you're into fishing, which I am not, they have a whole fishing line. And uh, thanks to the folks at FXR, man, for coming on board. Their 2022 stuff is uh, – or sorry, 2024 stuff is really, really good. Um, some of the colors are, man, mega bright, and they've done a good job with the gear. So use that code to save at fxrracing.com. And of course you see our buddy Phil in at FTA stuff. It's a sister company for FXR. Uh, thank you to Racetech as well. Racetech.com. Uh, motor work, suspension work, right? For a lot of privateers, a lot of teams. In addition to CNC porting, trusted by the world's fastest privateers and multiple factory teams throughout the industry, Racetech offers custom Vortex ECU tuning and many parts to boost performance and reliability. Did you know that Racetech manufactures all their seats and guides and the cylinder heads in-house and, and can create custom seats and guides for you as well. This is the kind of technology that Racetech has. The cool part is, is you can use Pulp24 as a code to save with FXR, and uh, you can get uh, a deal on motor work and suspension work and all of that from FXR. So thank you to – or from Racetech, I should say. So thank you to those companies for coming on board. Thank you to RoostMX.net, 48-hour turnaround, uh, canopies, graphics, wraps, uh, uh, no, custom number plates, custom graphics, all of that available at roostmx.net. And the code to save is Pulp Nation. So please check out that those guys at roostmx.net. They got a long history in the sport, and use the code Pulp Nation to save. I will tell you more about Maxis and um, uh, Firepower later on in the show. But uh, for now, it's uh, Julian Perrier talking PRMX two, uh, PRMX and uh, more with uh, myself. And really interesting to get to the bottom of some of the. In, inside look at a privateer team. Uh, so thanks for listening. Appreciate it. And uh, as always, support the sponsors and that really help us out. All right. I'm rambling now. We got to go. Here's m myself and Julia. All right, everybody. FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Privateer Island Life Podcast. As I said off the top, it's uh, it's a team owner in the pits, privateer team owner, that uh, has really stepped up the last little while and has had some great results. And kind of want to talk to him a little bit about having a team in the sport, the ups, the downs, uh, how you make it work financially, and all of that. And uh, this should be a really interesting podcast. So thank you to FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Maxis Tires, Roost, MX, and uh, as well, Firepower, of course, on board with us. And with me on the line, the owner of the PRMX team, Julian Perrier. What's up, Julian? How are you, man? Oh, how are you? I'm good. Uh, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, lots to get into it when it comes to uh, talking about your team. But I guess, first of all, uh, it seems like you kind of make little gradual steps better every year, whether it's some sponsors, whether it's riders, whether it's your bikes. Uh, do you agree? Uh, it seems like you're, you're, you know, you're doing better uh, every year. Yeah, the... Getting better slowly was always behind, like, uh, behind my mind. Mm -hmm. I never really wanted to go, well, it's not that I don't want to, because I know if I 
put all my money in the same fire pit at once, I'll be done in a year. So <laughs> right. with, with being a billionaire would help, but which I'm not. So uh, I take small steps every year. Mm -hmm. a bit, uh, like I said before, and uh, trying to just, just be a bit better every year. Um, better out the, the the parts allowance the all the budget in general when it's better then I can provide better service for the riders mm -hmm. which I think it's been a major upgrade in the past two three years to where now I feel like I can offer a program to you know some of the top riders out there that are still on the privateer fence mm -hmm. so which which is great like um yeah, it's a it's it's a small step every year. Hopefully next year we can do another good step. But this year was a a longer, a bigger, sorry, a bigger step that I mm -hmm. did in the past with the new the new trailer, the the new awning with the hospitality attached to it and all that. But that's Hardzilla uh, stepped it up for us, so we're stepping it up uh, at the pit presence in the truck and stuff. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it's great. And are you getting? Are you at the point too where? Like in the off season, you're getting some phone calls from some riders, you know, that maybe wouldn't even looked your way a couple of years ago, and you're getting some phone calls uh, from agents and riders that are like, "Hey, what do you got going on?" And, and and maybe you didn't make the deal, you know, for whatever reason. But are you starting to get more attention in the industry? Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's like the when you're fat and ugly, and you start training and take care of yourself. <laughs> now the the girls are after you a little bit more, but. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like a lot more guys are kind of curious about what we do, mm -hmm. and and they, you know, they talk to the riders that I had or I have still, and see see what what the deal is all about. So yeah, definitely a an eye opener for 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 other riders to to see what we do. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's 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 uh, it's cool. It's good to see. Um, Partzilla came on board last year, I think, for you, right? Uh, it's actually our third, third year. year? Okay. Yeah. Third year for yeah. Partzilla. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that's got to help a lot, right? What's, what's been, you know, they are a huge company. Um, what, what is, what have you heard from them as far as coming on your team? Uh, well, we, we started not small. They started pretty big with us at, mm -hmm. at, at start. And, you know, they, they see that we work really, really hard, like kind of hard work beats talent at some point. Mm -hmm. And they've just been stepping up every year and, where we have major plans for the futures together, and hopefully it all stick, you know, stick together and keep growing the the Partzilla brand to to being like a, a premier uh, Supercross and Motocross race team with the Partzilla brand. Sure. And yes, they they are a big com company for for online distribution for OEM parts for aftermarket parts mm -hmm. and side by side they do it all right so uh it, it's awesome to have him behind us because it's a relevant sponsor in the industry as well mm -hmm. so that's that's cool to have we're, yeah. we're really happy with that as far as your bikes and parts from kawasaki uh how does that work do you get any more help um any more help from cowie uh, uh any more help from is it cowie you know like how does it work what dealership do you go through are you getting more help or is, do you have everything you need on that end of things it 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 came about really close that we have actual real Kawasaki mm -hmm. support this year. Yep. It it didn't quite happen. Uh, hopeful for the next year and we can make it happen and start a bit earlier on that. Mm -hmm. But actually, Partzilla owns a bunch of dealer across the U.S., so um, we get all our bikes through Partzilla, which their stores called Ridezilla. Okay. They have Kaw Kawasaki on the all the manufacturer. So and then we we take our bikes there. 
all our parts are ordered through Partilla on the OEM accounts and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big Partilla family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. So do you sell the bikes at the end of the year, or do they sell them, or how does that work? Uh, half and half. half if and I half. can sell some, I sell some. If if not, I just return and replace for new ones. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, awesome. parts budget, uh, that's always a thing, right, with, with private teams. Uh, do you have enough parts? Are you ending up having to buy out of your spend out of your pocket to get more parts for riders at the end of the year, or how's how's the spare parts situation? Uh, the spare situation is built into our budget mm-hmm. uh, that we we built. Uh, well, I built by with my, me and my wife. We built a budget and kind of see how, ma- how many OEM parts I'm going to use, aftermarket parts, mm-hmm. and this and that. And and we gather all the money from the sponsors and stuff and make sure we we're good. Like uh, we rarely run out of parts. Okay. Rarely. Yep. Yeah. It's it's been good on that part. Uh, a little bit more challenging this year because we decided to go with the 24 450kx mm-hmm. so but i we're good right now can't yeah. complain uh yeah that's great because a lot of team owners well not a lot of team owners but a lot of riders that i talk to that ride for private teams like yourself julian like prmx you know they tell me stories of the owner not giving them parts for spare bikes and running out of parts near the end of the year and and you know things like that like it always seems like a touch and go for teams like yours as far as parts you know so yeah, yeah, good. Being uh, totally transparent with you, yes, it was like that in the past. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. You know, I had years where, you know, hey, man, like you have to do the last race with that bike and mm-hmm. hopefully all goes well. But now we, everything's timed, everything's documented. Like the, the engine, the race engines, they don't pass eight hours. Like, like the chains don't go past a certain amount. Like everything's like mm-hmm. budgeted, hourly, and then we have spare parts. Yeah. Um, so how, um, who does your motors and suspension? Uh, suspension is, uh, Tim from TCD racing in uh, Michigan. Uh, we do, uh, of course the WP components with, with Mm -hmm. all our bikes, uh, been working, uh, really hard with Tim and that, and it works awesome. Uh, engines is a Jesse Williams from, uh, Williams motor works in Wisconsin. He does all the head designs and, uh, and whatnot and the mapping. And, mm-hmm. and I do, I do quite a little bit of piston designs with him too. I'm pretty involved in the engine package and what goes in and out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we do that together and kind of come out with uh, secret, uh, secret sauce on the top. So this is your secret, your second year with using WP stuff. Uh, and I know, yep. I know you told me this in our last time we spoke, but how did that come together? Tell tell our listeners a little bit of what, why you chose to do the WP route. Uh, it's it's because of Tim at TCD, and he's like, Let, "You want to try this?" And I looked at them in the GP, and I always like to to kind of get stuff that's a little bit outside the box, right? To kind of get mm-hmm. more attention because you know you don't want to blend in with the rest of the guys. So I'm like, "Hey, why not give it a try?" And that's how it came about. And Tim introduced me to WP, and we do a deal through WP and and Tim at TCD, and make it work nice nice um hey Cade Clayson's one of your riders on the team obviously oh god yeah. <laughs> uh look he got a lot of tv time for that uh, for that lcq <laughs> it's great um yeah he really broke through last year he had a really good season and now he made a1 uh rode well uh and you know he he was on your team for a while and I don't know if he was that happy with it and left and and then came back and then you know sort of when I talked to him last year he was like no man like Julian's great. Everything's great. I'm really happy. And it showed in his riding. He did really well. And, and obviously it was a no-brainer for you to keep him going uh, for another year. But, yeah, talk about Kate, having Kate a little bit on the team and how that is and, and uh, how it works out for you. Yeah, I mean, Kate's been around for a long long time with us. Uh, we actually brought him back after his uh, break. 
mm-hmm. let's call it like that. Yeah. And for first year is is, I mean, I I could he could be here and I could tell you that first year was a little bit on him. You know, he was mm-hmm. rusty. Second year had good rides, made some mains and stuff, and all of a sudden he got an offer. Uh, with a really shiny, shiny deal. And I don't know if that ended that super well. And me and Kate always talked. I was open with it. And he's like, I get this deal going. I'm like, go for it. Like, I can't, I'm not going to match that. Yeah, and I think then, I think he, he didn't realize how good he had it with you until he went to a team that <laughs> didn't pay him and kind of sucked, you know? Yeah, it's, it's the same for everyone, honestly, Steve. Like, people are like, oh, shiny, and they just leave. Yeah, <laughs> and come back to and come back to you crawling and be like, oh man, I had it good here. I'm like, yeah, yeah but we don't like we don't overpromise stuff. Like yeah. your contract is respected. Uh-huh. Uh, are we always perfect and everything? No, we're not. But we respect what we agree on, and mm-hmm. that's the main reason. So um, back to Cade, kind of got back into the contact at the end of the year, kind of seeing, you know, you can see it when you're in the pits when the guys are like kind of struggling a little bit i'm like so are we are we chatting for next year and he's like yeah all right let's chat for next year so put out put out a deal together and mm-hmm. then did that and at the end of this year i'm like hey man partial is happy i'm happy you're happy you want to sit down with us for an extra two years like mm-hmm. okay what you got to offer we put something on paper and he's like yep i'm down so we're stuck with Cade for this year and next year <laughs> nice <laughs> hey when you mentioned uh partzilla and this is this is also things that smaller teams like yourself have to go through. And how involved are they? Uh, how your contact over there? Like, are you saying, "Hey, I'm looking at this rider. I'm thinking of this. What do you think?" Like, how much say do they have in in your program, as opposed to who you want to talk to and hire and all of that? Um, they're really open about it. The, I think with the third year together, they kind of trust where I want to go mm-hmm. and um. You know, they did mention to me, uh, can we try to keep Kate and, and Hunter? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I wanted to keep them regardless, right? So it, they're involved. Like, they love it. They, I, I, I get some text message. The guys, you know, they're big companies. So not yeah. all of them, but some of them came to A1. I'll see some in uh, Daytona and stuff like that. So, yeah, they're involved. They 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 love it and especially when you know block a factory rider in the lcq yeah. they're all they're all they're, <laughs> they're all going nuts so it's awesome how much do you have to fend off other teams or even feld themselves calling partzilla and trying to pull that away from you cuz it happens it's a real thing for for private teams with a great sponsor like that or has it happened or do they tell you that or how's that part of it uh, it had happened a little bit in the past and they're, I think they're in in it with us for the long run. I mm-hmm. think so, right? And um, they contact me. Hey, this guy contacted us, or this and that. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I'm like, okay, well, what do you want to do? It's like, oh, just to tell you that, you know, we mm-hmm. we're on board with you, and so far, so good, right? I know it's it's the industry we're in. Everyone's trying to steal each other's sponsors, so. Um, so far, nothing really major happened. So yeah, let's yeah. try to keep it like that because uh, I worked my butt off to to make them happy, and sure. they seem happy. So uh, Hunter Yoder, he really broke out last year, and I did one of these with him. And and I mean, he told me he was close to giving it up. You know what I mean? He told me he was close to just hanging it up and couldn't do it a deal. And obviously, he was a Geico kid that got clipped at, when an amateur when that program shut up, shut down. Um, What's he like? He's real quiet. He doesn't say much, but he's really talented. He's great at starts. What's it like having Hunter Yoder? 
Yeah, he's not that quiet. Okay. But, All uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a great kid, great family. Um, I'm actually sitting on his uh, back deck here right now talking to you. So uh, we became really, really close. And uh, even with uh, mom, dad, and all the family. So yep. really good to have him. He's a super hard worker. And that's cool to work with Hunter because I'm a very hard worker as well. So he'll stay as long as I want him to stay at the end of the day. And we'll mm -hmm. try some stuff. And even if it doesn't work or just like he's he's in it. Um, it was unfortunate that he had to go through that phase about, you know, maybe not racing because he's really talented. And I think we haven't seen what he's capable of yet and it's it's about to it's about to come how did you first how did he first get on your radar uh how who recommended him how did that work i i looked at him through um first time i really did that because i don't really normally like follow loretta's and mm -hmm. all that crap so um i kind of saw him like being out at a geico ride so i, I looked at him at, at loretta's a little bit and contacted him and it didn't quite work out to where he wanted to stay on Honda, and he went to Tai Lube, I think, or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tyler, his rookie yeah. year, and it was probably not what he was hoping for a race team to to start on. And I'm like, I called him after the season. I'm like, hey, I'm I'm gonna give another another shot at you. You want it? He's like, all right. He talked a little bit to people I know around me, and yep. flew into south of the border with uh, with a couple luggage and. We locked him in a room and made him ride dirt bikes. <laughs> That's what he said. It was like living, by, like living in a cabin and just at the track and grinding yep. away. Um, you can't have distractions. How did the south of border thing come up for you? And and it's your it's your east coast base, from what I understand. Um, yep. How that how that work out for you? How did it come together? And, and what do you think about that? Uh, we we actually talked a couple years uh, a couple of years ago. I've been to south of the border since I was. Uh, not since I was, but since like 2013, 14, the mm -hmm. Carno days, we went there and trained and okay. uh, kind of always had that place in mind. And uh, Ryan, the owner, offered us a really cool deal three years ago about having the facility, doing Supercross there, having some rooms for the riders, a gym, having my shop there. So, yeah, it's been uh, it's been great. Major upgrade for me to have all the guys at the same spot. Mm -hmm. So... And then we can uh, we can focus on training, having parts inventory at the same place, having spare bikes at the same place. Everything's in one spot, yep. so there's no shipping delays for the guys to get something that they need. And or yeah, all the mechanics are on site. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's 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 great. It's like a mini factory effort, you know. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Mitchell Harrison, you picked him up. He's he's had some good success up in Canada. Uh, what was behind getting uh, Mitchell on the team? Uh, I've known Mitchell for a couple of years now. Of course, he came to Canada. We talked a lot and this and that. And we always joked about, hey, you're going to race for me this season. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then actually this season, uh, off season, I was looking at guys and I'm like, ah, Mitchell would be cool. Like, I know Mitchell. He's always happy. And he had like three DNFs at around one in Canada, was still smiling. I'm like, yeah, I could live with that, you know. So uh, I, I shot, shot him a text and we talked and – he actually reached out to Hunter about, you know, how, how was the program and this and that. Called me back, and he's mm -hmm. like, I want to do it. So I'm like, oh, okay, let's do it. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah, that's great. So is he's he's all year for Supercross? 
That's that's probably uh, yeah. Well, you kind of saw what what happened, Aaron and the whoops and stuff. So yeah. now Mitchell's on the four fifty till further notice. He's gonna stay on it. He okay. loves it. So we'll have Kate and uh, and Mitchell on the four fifty for now. And yeah, we saw Aaron Tanti's crash on social media. Horrific crash. He's a really talented rider. When do you expect him back? Uh, he's actually in surgery right now in Australia. Okay. So I'll have more update, but they say it's a very, not very, it's a surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a minor surgery. So it's one screw that he needs to get in his glenoid, which I didn't even know existed. <laughs> yeah, me neither. So it's one screw in it. And then, uh, you know, Aaron's, a, he's, I've rarely seen a guy that tough mm-hmm. after that crash, right? And he's like, oh, I'll be good in a day or two. And I'm like, you're not. Um so uh, I he wants to be back in four to six weeks, but mm-hmm. we're not gonna push him to come back uh, till he's a hundred percent because I want to see what he can do at hundred percent. He's really fast, really fast into the whoops till that happens. Yeah, yeah, he's good. he's talented. We've seen him down under. We've seen him race American Supercross before. He can. He's got a lot of bike skill. You know. Yeah, um, he's a great guy too. He's super fun to he? deal with. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, hey, so uh, you picked up Maxis tires, which is a big, big part of Pulp MX program. We do a lot of things with Maxis. Those guys are great. Yeah. Um, t- uh, how's that? How's that coming together? They got some new tires. Um, the reviews are, are much better. Uh, a Ray Kessler liked them. Kate, Kate, I've talked to Kate about it. He's happy. Um, yeah, the new tires seem to be working pretty well, and that's a big sponsor for you, huh? Yeah, it's actually really cool that we were able to make a deal pretty late and. Um, you know, I had a good deal going with, with, uh, the previous sponsor, but when, when we started talking, me and Jordan at Maxis and we made it happen and he offered me something that was really good for the program. And I've, I've tested the tired quite a lot before that and in, in all transparency and mm-hmm. everyone preferred it to what we were running. So it all makes sense to, to just go with it. And I was the first one surprised. I was kind of like, all right, let's give these guys some tires and everyone's mm-hmm. like oh i like the front better oh i like the rear better or this combo better or this psi combo so mm-hmm. it, it was it was great it, they're they're great tires we had a good weekend on it pretty good old shot by hunter in the e-race so yeah. they work <laughs> yeah no it's great yeah. to have them on board uh maxis.com yeah. for more information on those guys soft intermediate intermediate to hard ter- terrain tires are available and great mountain bike tires as well maxis.com and uh, yeah, they make tires for for, for everything. So uh, those guys yeah. are really cool. Like like those yeah. guys. Um, so you got another new gear company on board. You got Liat Boots. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess talk about that a little bit. And, and you know, you know, we talked on Saturday a little bit about some of your different sponsorship packages and everything else. And I do feel like there's so much of that new gear coming out, uh, companies and in one offs and. Uh, all of that, so I don't quite keep track of all of it. But who are these guys that that give you gear, and how's it going? Uh, it's going good. It's called Pure Adrenaline from Boise, Idaho. Um, they're an American company. They're trying really, really hard to to make it into the uh, dirt bike world. They're big in the snow, mm-hmm. into snowmobile and stuff. Um, been doing good things. Uh, they're made in America as well. The cool thing with with companies like that is we can go fully custom with the colorways we want. We can do some parts of the gear. We can do some, you know, we have a pretty sick retro gear that's coming out. Oh, cool. So yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so it, it's fun to do that because we can kind of follow the series with all the St. Jude's and military and, and kind of be uh, a little bit free with, with designing and stuff mm -hmm. and having logo where we need the logos and make everyone happy. So it's been it's been good to deal with them, and I think they're they're going to do a, do a good job for us this season and uh, pretty pumped on that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. And Lee at Boots came on board? Yeah, I mean, after seeing all the comments on Cade's boots last year, I'm like, can we be all in the same boots? And <laughs> I, I actually have uh, been talking with Rob at Leeds since August, and his budget came in late. And he's like, hey, I'm like, hey, could we just do boots or something, do something cool? And he's like, yeah, sure, let's do boots and put a deal together, and everyone's happy and working on the boots. And yeah, they look they look dope. They have a bunch of colors we can uh we can match our gear with, so yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. No, that's really, really cool for you guys again. How many years is this for you for the team? I started in 2010 unofficially, mm -hmm. right? So, yep. uh, And are you going to back to Can Canadian Moto? Do you know you're Canadian? Obviously, like you and I both talked about on Saturday, we, exactly. we love the series. We, You know, you want to support it, all of that. They've had some tough times. It's not the same as it's been. COVID really hurt them. They have no title sponsor. All of that stuff, but yeah, you 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 do want to go up there once in a while. What's your plan this year? Uh, the tentative plan is to go up and do the championship again. Um, like we talked on Saturday, I'm like, I I, I really want to do it because I'm from Canada, just like you, and kind of support the series and trying to make it grow. But at the other end, at some point, I know in the near future it's going to be a business decision more than a, a emotional decision. Mm -hmm. To where I, I need to be where I can make a living and where my riders can make a better living as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you got to weigh all that, right? Yeah, 100%. Like yeah. up north for me, I'm a full private team. Um, I don't have any Kawasaki support or any brand support up there. So we have zero EM uh, contingency, not even from Kawi. And it's on the team to build a program for mm -hmm. bonuses and stuff, right? So it's it's actually really expensive to bonify the racing up there but it's cheap to go racing if yeah if you get what i'm saying yeah yeah no i get it uh, for the riders themselves right i mean yeah the, the purse money especially it's in paid in canadian is 30 percent less There's, than american it's like, like yeah. 60 bucks us to win a, a main <laughs> it's not great it's not great um <laughs> it's not great but it's fun racing that's the yeah difference. yeah it is it is laid back it's uh, all the teams are kind of together, right? So it is it is a fun deal um, as opposed to the, to the pressure series of of the U.S. Uh, what is a lot of times, Julian, when I talk to team owners and different even team managers of uh, you know factory teams and everything else, I'm like, what is your biggest pain in the ass? And I, a lot of them say like finding a great truck driver. Some say finding good mechanics. You know all of that. What's what's your biggest pain in the ass, Julian, as a team owner? What what uh what drives you nuts? Uh, what drives me nuts is getting paid on time by all the sponsors. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Parzilla is always on time, mm -hmm. and all and but sometimes you know the smaller companies. I understand it. It's it's the business we're in, and after that, you know, it's to be make sure everyone's paid on time and this and that. So mm -hmm. keeping the ship going is what's the hardest thing to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it, for some reason, I always have one mechanic on rotation. Okay. Just, yeah, yeah. just one. Okay. I have all my other mechanics. 
I have two truck drivers. I, you know, it's like we're, we're dialed on everything else, but they're like, I'm looking for one mechanic that wants to work about 300 hours a week yeah. for minimum pay and then sleep outside on a couch. <laughs> I'm, I'm not asking for much. Yeah, yeah but... exactly, right? <laughs> Listen, I stopped, my first job, man, was 300 a week. And I was, uh, I had nowhere to live. And, and yeah, I mean, I slept in a, in a, one team I was on, I slept in an office on an air mattress. So Jeez, you were inside. That's good. Yeah, I was inside at least. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like, yeah, like you, you, you got to want it and it's a stepping stone, you know? So, yep. yeah. Yeah. So get but, it. I mean, yeah. the guys that I have right now, like the, 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 the long-term guys like uh, Joe and Craig, even Craig's, you know, he's doing all of my team manager stuff now and mm-hmm. doing the training with the guys and all the guys that are regular, like they're, they're paid okay, right? It's not yep. like a million bucks a year, but they make a decent salary mm-hmm. there. I, I pay for their living on, on, on the campground at SOB or they get a room from SOB or, mm-hmm. you know, like they're, they're not like treated like shit. And, um, yeah, I, f- I feel like we're doing a, a good job to keep them uh, happy and as long as we can. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, the next guy that's going to come on board, I, I really want someone that's going to mesh with, with the team. So that's why I don't know. It's it's just been a rotation every two, three weeks and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I got a better offer doing this, doing that. I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, go ahead. <laughs> What's your Who's your biggest pain in the ass on the team as for our riders? Is it Cade? Uh, we always, you know bash on kate about being a pain in the ass and okay. he's actually he's, he's not that bad okay all right Let's... well I, it's, it's fun to play that card though it's fun to kind of you know <laughs> pull his ears on that yeah uh, i don't i don't this year i don't have really a big pain in the ass they're all pain in the asses anyway yeah they're riders yeah but no it's it's, it's been good like i know when kate's grumpy i just go there and just Tell him to be miserable in his corner, and he starts laughing, and we're good to go tomorrow. And, <laughs> you know, like like they all have their off days where they think they should do something else in life, which I do as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's been great. Like Mitchell's most of the time really happy. Hunter's always easygoing, mm-hmm. and he really wants to do good, and that's cool. Um, uh, like I said, yeah, kids, 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 good. Kid brings, you know. A different aspect on the team he always wants to help doing stuff in a trailer and this and that and and then uh, if even kate has a, a rough day during the the week or something mm-hmm. i know he's going to bring it to the race so i'm not even worried about him having a bad day during the week and sure. uh aaron's awesome as well unfortunately we won't see him as much as we we were supposed to but he's super laid back really easy going i'm like hey your bars are bent meh they're fine to me so <laughs> So he's nice. easy like that. And we got Dylan, our young Canadian. He's going to do futures. Dylan's, you can't get the kid mad. He's always smiling and just wants to ride his dirt bike. So Dylan who? Dylan Dylan Rempel. Rempel. Okay, yeah, I've yeah. seen his name. Right. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, Julian Perrier here on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life. Thanks to the folks at FXR, of course, and Race Tech for doing this podcast. Also, thanks to the folks at Firepower, uh, whether it's uh, Featherlight Lithium Batteries, Chains made in Japan. They got motor oil now made by a leading OEM. Uh, Firepowerparts.com, of course. Talk about Firepower Parts. You got Dean Wilson and Max Ancy on the Firepower Honda team doing really well. Thank you to the folks at Firepower. I just picked up a Firepower loading ramp. It's really good. So thank you to the folks at Firepower. It's great. Yeah, they got a lot of great stuff. So thank you to the folks at Firepower for for making this show happen as well. Um, Hey, I always make a – well, let's talk about Natsuki a little bit as much as you want to. 
uh, you really found this kid, uh, Kiwi kid, uh, came up, started, uh, uh, came up to Canada, started winning motos, started doing really well. And, you know, it was a great job. It was, you, you, you found each other. I talked to him. He was really happy in Canada. Did some Supercross. Doesn't come as easy, Supercross, to him. But he got better. He improved a little bit. And then I saw that Red Bull KTM picked him up when I thought he was going back to you guys. Um, can you tell us a little bit about losing Noski to Red Bull KTM up in Canada? Um, I can tell you everything you kind of want to know as much as I can politically correctly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, Jose actually contacted me at the start of outdoors two years ago saying he's going to do a few rounds if i ever needed a rider up there mm-hmm. we got riders i got hurt it was like post covid so some riders didn't have cards to cross the border so we uh we got him up there first round wins 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 and stuff like that yeah. so it went great so some we people thought you do, were running a big yeah. bore it was a, it was a big bore prmx big bore for a while <laughs> yeah, it, it still is. We got torn okay. down last year as yeah, well yeah. in AMA Supercross. So uh, I told Hunter to not pull as much good starts just to not, you know, <laughs> tell everyone found that we really cheat. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just I came up, uh, up to Canada the first season and we uh, sat down and he wanted to do Supercross. So I made a two-year deal with him, two, two years of Supercross and two years of outdoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did one year of Supercross, one year outdoors. We finished second in the championship. I did absolutely everything I could to keep him happy, to, you know, keep him riding, mm-hmm. to, he, he was, you know, bonafide pretty well. And I think, I thought everything was good. And he talked to me about maybe not doing Supercross because he's kind of a little bit scared about it and just wanted to do outdoors. I'm like, perfect, let's just do outdoors. I'll mm-hmm. get a Supercross guy. We all worked it out and, um, kind of called me out of the blue i got an offer from ktm which i already heard about mm-hmm. but i'm like we should be good we have a contract and this and yeah. that and i mean he, he signed a deal with with ktm uh on the 450 and i wish him good luck that's all i can say uh <laughs> but you had you thought you had a contract you thought you had well, a contract. I, I, yeah exactly right. i thought we, we could continue working what yeah. we were working together and and he felt like the deal was not financially just the fact to be on a quote-unquote factory team which mm-hmm. is it's canada it's not like a full factory yeah. team but it yeah. is the only factory team in canada so whatever yeah um i i have my say in life everything happens for a reason i don't wish him any bad luck i wish him good luck and that it works out for him but on the other hand i i picked up mitchell and Aaron mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it was great for me to do to do the deal. At the end of the day, I'm I'm happy that that right. he kind of left. You know what I mean? So I I, I bettered myself as a team. Um, interested. How was your relationship with uh, with Feld? Uh, obviously, the, you know, there's things that you wish they could do better. They they are trying to work with all the teams. You know, uh, they got the big factory teams too. Uh, parking passes, uh, things that you request card cards all of that like how are they to deal with for you for you as a smaller guy uh the only thing i would wish i would be better at is to be parked closer to cowie mm-hmm. that's all uh mike i deal with mike uh, um when i need stuff and yep. he's always been super good with me good uh i have no complaints um the next step for me is just for my guys to do better and we can be parked closer to the big teams, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, like you said earlier in the show, I, I kind of stepped it up again this year with SMI that 
is much newer that looks exactly like the other guys i got the brand new 71 feet awning with hospitality so you can park my rig right beside the other guys and it looks exactly the same mm -hmm. so that that was a goal of mine so um i hope that we can get closer to to the big teams so we can make more sponsors and our sponsors happy yeah. but all in all i have only good things with mike he always wants to to work with me when i have issues so good yeah it's it's always you know i mean they they have a lot of conversations with a lot of teams and everything else so yeah it's good to know that you know prmx gets looked after as well you know so um that's great um hey so running a team itself julian um it is not yeah it is not cheap we've made jokes about your wife possibly being some sort of drug kingpin up in canada um, uh, um, but like, how do you, how do you make it work? Like at the end of the year, like I, you need to make money for your work. I mean, there's no chance you're compensated fairly for the amount of hours you put in uh, owning a race team. But at the same time, I imagine you do want to walk away at the end of the year with some money. But then I look at your team and what you're doing and, and how much, ex how expensive it is. And even you're going to Canada and I, how the hell do you have any money left? Uh, how are you not going bankrupt? Like, you know, we've seen this from teams before and guys running themselves into the ground. Michael Lindsay, for example. Cade's old team, for example. Um, and you've been doing this for 13 years. Uh, at least, you know, five of these years, six of these years, it's been really legit. And so you're doing it. It's working. Uh, how yeah. is it working for you? Uh, the main difference, I would say, is... We talked about it earlier. It's small steps every year. Mm -hmm. uh, you talk about Michael. Uh, he came out with a big semi, big this, big that. And yeah, it's freaking expensive to do it like that, right? So I, I, the first Supercross I attended, I had a snowmobile trailer okay. with an easy up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of made, made my way up slowly. And um, to answer your question, yeah, I do make a living out of it. I'm not making much right. but i i pay my bills i pay my house my wife works hard too she is a graphic designer mm -hmm. she's not a drug lord kingpin <laughs> or whatever uh she does everything for the team all the designs and stuff uh, but she has her own business in the in the design world so she's doing well for herself and we work together on 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 this project and it's baby steps and hard work is everything I can tell you. I'm pretty decent in sales and talking to people mm -hmm. and making contacts and stuff. And I just don't spend what I don't have. Yeah. Or, or guess, try not to. I guess that's the key. <laughs> that's where these guys get in trouble, right? I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. And the thing is, you know, I, I could go out there and try to offer a really, really shiny contract to guys. And after mm -hmm. that... I would get my ass kicked by everyone in the industry saying <laughs> I, I don't have, you know, yeah. a good reputation. And yeah, yeah. I felt like in the past few years, I kind of worked hard on that to get somewhat a, a good reputation around the pits where I kind of do what I, what I say I'm, I'm going to do. And, uh, yeah, it's being modest and working really, really hard. And, you know, last year I left in the middle of the night, it was 3 a.m. And I went and worked on my semi on the side of the street and tried to fix a transmission. So mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it, there's no, there's no easy way in life. If you're not a billionaire, you can't be a millionaire to do a race team. You have to be a billionaire to yeah. start one. Yeah. And then you end up a millionaire. Um, yeah. Or yeah, broke. Yeah. It's, like I said, like you're, you're, there's no way you're getting compensated personally on your level at the end of the year enough to justify the hours you put in. You're doing this because you love it and it's yeah. great and there's worse ways to make a living. I get it. But exactly. you are saying, you are saying like 
at the end of the year, when everybody's paid and everything's good, you you do walk away with some money. I do walk away with bills being paid yep. and stuff like that. You know yep. what I mean? Like yep. uh, some years I'm in the negative, some years I'm in, I'm in the positive. Mm-hmm. So it all kind of works out. I I feel like every year has been a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Well, like we talked about earlier, right? Little steps up. Uh, World Supercross. These guys came in hot. You know, some of these teams got three hundred fifty grand. 500 grand. Um, I want I want to go. <laughs> yeah, like uh, this would be a good spot for you. Did you talk to them? Did you apply for the program? And obviously, I think things are changing with that and it's not going to be as lucrative for teams going forward whatever Adam's going to do this year, but as that's something that uh does catch your eye and you'd like to do? Yeah, I actually I went into uh, a lot of not a lot, but a few rounds of papers at mm-hmm. the start and uh what blocked me is the buy-in. I I was kind of chicken to do the buy-in, mm-hmm. and you know at the end of the day, what happens if everything shuts down? I'm I, I lose that. I think it's a hundred grand or something. Yep. And for me, a hundred grand goes a long way. So yep. I was like, this thing looks awesome. I want to do it, but I was just I was too scared about it. I was I was a little little chicken, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of. Well, you might be able to get Stop. back in now. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I would be interested if they had more than two, three rounds, um, just to just to do like Supercross all year. Yeah, but yep. um, I I I like it. Like everyone complains about oh track this track that. Yeah, but we're racing. You you go work at McDonald's if you don't like the track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, exactly right. Um, I agree. Um, yeah, it is it is interesting to see what those guys are going to do going. Um, going forward and their pro, their financial package for everything and all that. I know, you know, they're not stoked on some teams and the way that they signed up some <laughs> riders that, you know, weren't ideal, right? So, yeah, well, you give some teams a bunch of cash and the freedom to get who they want. Yeah. They'll get the cheapest rider to fill up gates. Yeah, And, for sure. you know, not to say that some are not good enough to be there but yeah. if you're gonna pay someone let's say like mm-hmm. you say 300 400 grand to build a team and show up mm-hmm. you, you you at least want guys that can make main events in the ama supercross yeah uh smx series uh i talked uh, one of the things moto concepts is doing at least you know what they say they're doing we'll see if they follow through with it was <coughs> excuse me tony wants to do some more nationals west coast stuff uh, West, West, or, or the opposite coast, Supercross, even their 250 Supercross only team, to get points for SMX to get his guys into that. Now you've done some AMA Nationals in the past. Does that addition of SMX races, the three races, does that change your program for your guys to try to get them into that thing at all? I mean, was that something riders brought up to you? Uh, they didn't really brought it up to me. I kind of when I do contracts, it's written on there what we're signed up to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm a pretty open person on outside of the contract, so we are gonna try to hit a few if we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to get more points if we need. I would love for my guys to do SMX again. We've done it last year, but that's something I need to kind of work on it pretty soon with with sponsors or trying mm-hmm. to get a, one or two new sponsors to kind of fill in that gap for SMX because. I wasn't signed up for the two years for it, you know. So, but I yeah. still did it last year just to have the guys doing it and make some money and bringing the team to a level where it's even more relevant and we're there, you know, with the semi. Yeah. And I think Feld and MX sports will see that too. I mean, not that they're, that's not worth any money, but that's, you know, 
Um, that's worth valuable. It. Yeah, it's valuable that way. Now the teams get paid the SMX purses, I believe, and they just pass it on to the rider. But can you do? Can you do a side deal and and keep some of that money, like a World Supercross or anything? Well, I didn't know that, so my oh. riders got all the pay. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I think the teams were getting it, from what I know. Um, I think it's next year. Okay, all right. They were just obviously they were you know especially the big factory teams they're just passing it on right to the riders. But I think there's a potential for private teams to be like, hey, you know, Cade, I'll take you to SMX, but um, you know, it's really good money, and I'm getting ten percent or whatever. You know, it's just something like that. So yeah, um, yeah. The potential is there. Also, uh, really cool of you to just let Cade go and ride for MDK for those world rounds. Like, I mean, not everybody would do that as far as a team owner and a guy under contract and, and all of yeah. that. I don't know exactly how your deal worked with him. Maybe he was free and clear, but but anyway. He was not. He was not. And, was and, not. Yeah, it was so it was not. nice of you to do that, you know. There's a little story behind it, but if you want to know it, I can say it. It's nothing in the yeah. nothing like I was supposed to work with MDK, okay, to do the team and provide the bikes for him and Hunter to be on their team, but with my bikes, my equipments, and stuff like that. And we were supposed to work a deal out. So at the end of the day, the deal didn't work out. I don't know why. No one called me and this and that. And they're like, oh, Kate's going to ride a KTM. And Kate's like, do you care? I'm like, at this point, I don't. Just go have some fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't really need you to do outdoors in Canada. Go just enjoy your summer. And Hunter's like, I have a deal to go with Hep. I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, just just do it. Just do it. And uh, Hunter didn't have a contract with me, but I w he still talked about it. And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And Kate was still under contract. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Go mm -hmm. make some money. It's fine. But, uh, yeah, that's the backstory of it. We were supposed to be involved in the MDK program a little bit. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then that was through Aldaco you were dealing with, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Steve? Yeah. 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 Um, Julian Perrier here on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. PRMX. It's a Kawasaki team, of course. Kate Clayson, Mitchell Harrison, Aaron Tanti uh, riding for them. And, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, We'll see some other uh, Hunter Yoder as well. Um, what do you do? This is always interesting to me because some teams do this, some teams don't. Do you have injury clauses with Adrenaline and Maxis and uh, Partzilla? Do you have to fill that spot? How many races do you go until you need to fill that spot? Or do you even have to fill that spot? How does it work for your team? Because everybody's still different. Uh, yeah, I don't have an injury clause okay. with my sponsors. Uh, I've just... You know, in the past where three out of four guys were injured at A1, uh, I filled in anyway. I'm I'm a big believer in having the team as close as to 100% all the time. Mm -hmm. um, no one ever told me, like, if you don't fill in that spot, you won't get paid. Oh, okay. Some, so, some teams have that deal. You know, you have to put two bikes out there, three bikes out there, whatever, yeah. Yeah, but uh, for us, it's always been uh, – I always I – always, in the past put a lot of bikes under the tent this you year did. we kind of yes. slimmed down a little bit <laughs> you had a lot of riders yeah at some point i had seven at the east west shootout i was pulling my hair out <laughs> uh, but now now it's just four in the future so it, it's good enough like we, we can work with three guys under the tent no problem yep hey has there been a moment for you julian um you know and i can think of myself as a you know there's been a few times as a mechanic i was super proud and and, and really got chills when things happen on the track for my rider. And has there been a moment like that for you as a team owner? Has there been one or two moments that you're just like, this is pretty fucking cool, man. Like, this is awesome. Uh, has there been some of that for you? 
Yeah, there's there's actually a bunch. Uh, I remember when I signed my first contract with Partzilla. Okay. And, yeah. And kind of every ounce of stress in my body went away. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. Yeah, that, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been doing it for a long time, and when I finally got that title sponsor, I wanted you know to to kind of elevate the program and whatnot mm-hmm. that was a really really proud moment i maybe i cried a little bit maybe i didn't <laughs> nice. so, yeah, yeah. stuff like that like uh did you cold call you, partzilla how did that come together how, how did that connection come together? N- no it's someone that i know personally okay. that know them and the higher ranks because yep. if you try to call there you'll never get you know yeah to who you need to speak so that person uh, raleigh uh gave me the contact call this guy have a conversation so yeah i was introduced uh raleigh's been following the team for like six seven years and he's like you need to to link up with these guys and okay we actually did so so the moment yeah. you signed that yeah that's a big deal for you yeah, for the sure. moment i got yeah. the contract backed and it was signed by the ceo on the bottom i'm yeah. like oh freaking yes you yeah. know and yeah, that's good I, yeah. I, I, I have, you know, the first win in Canada with uh, with Josiah was pretty yep. cool. Uh, uh, I've been doing it for a long time, and to get a, even a win in Canada was great. Uh, a couple old shots with Hunter was awesome. Yep. Kate making mains. Even this weekend, I don't really get excited that much. I'm a pretty mellow person, and mm-hmm. when when Kate crossed the finish line in front of. Uh, of Lawrence, I was screaming. My wife was screaming. Oh, my cool. kid, yeah, my kid yeah. was screaming. Everyone was just <laughs> like, "Yeah," because you know we put everything we got into this team, and mm-hmm. just to, just to make it there was was great as well. So there's a bunch of moments like that to where I get excited, but five minutes after, I look like I'm pissed. <laughs> well, you think about all the work you got to do, and like the work never stops, and the phone calls never it stop, doesn't. and everything else. Right? So, um, well, hey, man, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it, Julian. Uh, and always a fun guy to talk to in the pits. Uh, like I said, I'm being honest. Uh, I, you guys step it up a little bit every year. It's really cool to see. Um, you know, hopefully Cade's not in the LCQ race this year. Like, maybe he just won't even be in there, you know, which, <laughs> which would be a good thing. So, um, yeah, and Hunter Yoder has been a real success story for you guys and, and in the pits as well. So, yeah, man, thank you for the time on the podcast. Good luck with everything, uh, and we'll see you in San Francisco. All right. Sounds good. You're welcome to pass by for a coffee. I'll do that. Thanks, Julian. See you, All buddy. right, Steve. Th- thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.